Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets. In this weekly show, you'll catch two fund managers who'll share their views on a selection of listed companies, both here and overseas. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be notified of new episodes each week. And don't forget that all the views expressed are general in nature and you should seek your own advice before making any decisions of your own. That's all from me. Sit back, relax and enjoy the latest edition of Buy, Hold, Sell. Hey, how you doing? And welcome to Livewire's Buy, Hold, Sell. I'm Ali Selby, and today we're taking a deep dive into the energy sector. It's one of the only sectors that has managed to keep afloat this year. And to do that, we're joined by Simon Shields from Monash Investors and Todd Warren from Tribeca. First up, it seems like the penny has finally dropped for equity markets, particularly after the Fed's latest hike. Simon, can you make sense of this market madness for us? Well, central bankers had a lot of trouble making sense of the inflation numbers last year, which is why the Fed's so tardy in raising interest rates. And, uh, and they started doing it, then they got complacent, and then they've been frightened by the latest CPI numbers. So the market's just going to have to get used to higher interest rates. What do you think this means going forward, Todd? Well, in the, in the space that we operate in, which is resources, it's been obviously a, a good time. We called this inflation that was going to be a big impact on the market a while back. Although, as Simon says, it's taken a while for many other participants, um, namely central banks, to, to catch up. We think there's a great opportunity developing for resources, uh, which have been caught up in this malaise, um, um, despite what we think is a long-term opportunity. As you mentioned there, energy has really been one of the only beneficiaries of the market's multiple headwinds this year. What's one major lesson you've learned from investing in this sector this year? <laughs> that the market can remain irrational longer than you can remain solvent, I thought is probably the, the best answer there. Uh, look, it's, it's um, despite, I guess, what we see as the opportunities, as I say, um, the short-term fear trade has been very strong um, and there's been a lot of money to come off the table. Uh, obviously, a lot of cheap money uh, been washing around in the market for a little while now. We're, we're dealing with the consequence of that. Um, we think the, the longer-term um, consequence, though, with regards to resources, is that there's been no money going in the ground um, for new supply. So, obviously, specific to energy, we think that's going to continue to be a thematic that plays out. But obviously, with energy, you've got geopolitics that um, can cause some short-term headlines that can be a, a risk, to, risk factor for markets. Over to you, Simon. Is there a major lesson that stands out to you? Look, I think the major lesson is the same old, same old. If you're going to see interest rates go up, the markets are going to come back. And as much as we thought the share prices were correct as recently as six months ago, they weren't. Okay, Simon, are you underweight or overweight energy right now? We're overweight energy right now, Ali. Okay, over to you, Todd. Overweight or underweight? Probably gathered from my answers so far, we're overweight. <laughs> okay. Everyone's incredibly bullish on energy right now. Obviously, you guys are as well. Todd, do you think this could possibly be a crowded trade? That's always a risk, you know, when you, when you, you, know, you start to believe you know, your own rhetoric as well. Um, I, judging by what we've seen on the market, uh, market movements, uh, it has been in terms of this sell down. There's certainly been some crowded nature to it, certainly from the generalists um, coming and going from the sector. Being a specialist, you're always in there. So that's what can be a little bit blinding. Um, going forward, though, I, th I still am convinced that there's an under appreciation for the supply challenges that we face going forward in an environment where the markets become myopically focused on the demand destruction that might come from a recessionary environment. Simon, you're in the bull ring, but do you think there's a bear case on energy going forward? No, I don't think there's a convincing bear case on energy going forward. I mean, I'm a generalist, 
Todd, um, a little bit different because I don't have to worry about index weights. I just can be in it or completely out of it. And we want to be right in oil at the moment, for example, for the lack of capacity um, investment that's been happening over a very long period of time. Well, that's a great segue into some of our stocks today. First up, we have Santos. It's an oil and gas giant. Simon, starting on you, is it a buy, hold or sell? Oh, it's definitely a buy. Santos, you know, acquired some great assets recently, um, sold down part of that all search, and, and, and now the gearing's looking, you know, relatively low, um, and it's got a great exposure to the oil price. It's actually been sold off around 12% this week, but it's still up around 2% this year. Sorry, over the past year. Over to you, Todd. Is it a buy, hold or sell? Yeah, we're with Simon. Definitely buy. Um, you know, we, we uh, really like the, the narrative that's building around Santos. You know, they've got some great assets, as Simon says. Um, some areas which I think are underappreciated is, is the um, cash generation that will come from this business in the longer term, because they are actually investing in, in building out their assets. Uh, but also there's the, the carbon capture side that we don't think is, is appreciated at all. Uh, and that's something that, that could be a longer term benefit uh, for them as they prove up the value of that carbon capture and storage angle to their story. Next up, we have a little bit of a sexier stock. It's Core Lithium. It's completely shot the lights out over the past year. It's up 207%. Todd, staying with you, is it a buy, hold or sell? Uh, that's an easier question to answer about two weeks ago. Um, <laughs> it's retraced about 25% in that time. Uh, I'm going to go with hold. Um, I'd rather not sit on the fence. Um, I would have said sell two weeks ago. Given that the retracement, it's a little bit more difficult. You are still pricing in quite a lot of value for um, uh, non-reserves non or resources in the ground. There's a lot going for this asset. It's, a, it's in the right thematic, being lithium. Uh, it's an asset in Australia, close to infrastructure. So a lot, of, a lot of things I like about it, but there's probably better opportunities within the lithium space. Okay, over to you, Simon. Core Lithium, is it a buy, hold or well, sell? No guts, no glory. I would have said hold a couple of weeks ago. I'm still saying hold. I mean, I don't really have a strong view about where the lithium price is going to. The fact that Core can get a project up so quickly uh, means that the, you know, there's not going to be this huge delay in bringing on capacity with very high prices you know, years down the track. You know, so it's, it's going to be a wild ride, I think, in the space. Okay, next up we have low-cost Met coal producer Coronado Global Resources. Simon, staying with you, is it a buy, hold or sell? Yeah, look, again, um, you know, the coal price, I just can't get the same sort of handle on it as I can for the oil price, so I'm going with a hold. Okay, over to you, Todd. Is it a buy, hold or sell? I'm going to go with buy. Uh, you know, this is a company that, well, they've snatched defeat from the jaws of victory a few times uh, in recent years. Um, what we've got today, though, is a, is a very strong balance sheet, net cash, uh, generating huge amounts of, of free cash. Mm. Obviously, with, with, uh, with that comes the hope for dividends. Um, they've started paying some dividends. They're exposed to both thermal coal and met coal, um, which you know, gives them a little bit of a hedge against you know, one market or the other. Um, they're, they're also hedged in terms of their geographic location. And I think actually where we might see some near-term uh, upside, or at least into the next 12 months, is their met coal exposure out of the US, which is priced on long-term contracts. And that's their pricing still today well below where the market is. So there's still, I think, quite decent upside from those Met Coal uh, assets in the US. You mentioned dividends just then. It actually has a trailing dividend yield of 18.63%. Do you think that's sustainable? Well, I actually think it goes up. <laughs> so, oh <my> God. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, okay. uh, yeah, and that's, that's a function of obviously the, the huge free cash they're going to continue to generate. Um, the market, obviously, with a, with a free cash yield of that high, uh, is, is probably telling you they don't believe uh, that, it, that it stays that level. But as I say, uh, in the immediate term, I think it goes higher. 
Okay, we asked our fundies to bring along their favourite stock within the energy sector today. I'm going to start with you, Todd. What have you brought for us? Uh, I'm going with Karoon Energy, uh, Australian listed oil producer. Uh, it's had a very, shall we say, spotty history, uh, but it's really changed its, its, its stripes. Um, it's now you know, a producer with its asset in Brazil that it, it purchased from um, the, the state oil company there, Petrobras. Uh, they've kicked so many goals since they've had that asset. They're generating so much cash that they haven't had to draw on a couple of hundred million dollars of debt that they, they've taken down. Uh, they're now just going through a, um, um, a program of, of working over a couple of the existing producing wells. That sees their production almost double um, and will continue to go higher. They've got two more uh, development wells they will drill um, inside the next 12 months, which could theoretically add another uh, probably 10,000 barrels a day, taking them up to in excess of 30,000 barrels a day. As I say, clean balance sheet, they sell into the Brent market. Um, you know, it's, it's got a, a management team which is very well respected. Uh, I guess the one here which is they're, they're dinged for is, is potentially their, their focus, their, their um, uh, one asset focus in Brazil. Uh, so there's potentially the scope for um, uh, diversification in terms of acquiring another asset. Uh, but we would actually see that as a positive um, because I think they've got the cash. They don't need uh, any more equity. As I say, they, they haven't drawn on, on excessive levels. Uh, of debt, um, and um, again, you know, they, they're going to generate probably twice, you know, twice their market cap in the next couple of years in in cash. So, it's we think it's a great exposure to to a growth story in a commodity you want to be exposed to. Okay, Simon, can you beat that? What's your top um, energy pick? Well, look, I agree on Karun, highly leveraged to the oil price. A um, little bit more conservative on my end, Woodside, big oil company, picked up some great assets again from BHP in this sell down that the majors have been doing you know, single digit PE, um, I think the, the market's got the medium to longer term price of all wrong. Um, great dividend yields, what could go wrong? Okay, well it seems our fundies are really <laughs> bullish on oil at the moment. If you enjoyed that episode of Buy, Hold, Sell, remember to give it a like and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're adding fresh content every week. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis and insights. Register for free online at livewiremarkets.com and you'll discover more exclusive investing articles, videos and podcasts.